Welcome to ECP Viewpoints, a podcast from Cooper Vision, where we're bringing better vision to the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the ECP Viewpoints podcast. I'm Dr. Jennifer Palombi, and I'm the Senior Manager of Professional Education and Development here at Cooper Vision. So we are kicking off a new series here on the ECP Viewpoints podcast, and this entire series will be dedicated to different modes of practice, all of the creative and different ways that we as a profession approach our day-to-day uh, professional lives. And we are starting that series, of course, with independent private practice. And to kick off that discussion, I am joined today by one of my favorite people, Dr. Mike Shaheen from Hills and Dales Vision Center right here, or Vision Care, Mike, yep. All right, yep. right here in Ohio, OH. Um, but we are going to... to <laughs> For those of you that can't see, we just did the OHIO on our little <laughs> camera thing here, which is fantastic. But thank you, Mike, for joining us today. Oh, my God. It's a pleasure. I'm super, super excited. Yeah. I, you know, you were one of the first people I reached out to when we came up with the idea for this series and just some kind of some some sharing around the profession about what different modes of practice look like. And of course, you were the first one I thought of for independent practice up there, in part because yours is such a neat setup. There's a strong family angle, I know, in your hey. practice environment. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Let's just kick it off. Tell us a little bit about you, your background and how you wound up where you are in terms of the practice that you're at. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. I So I'm I, I practice in Canton, Ohio. I'm from Canton, Ohio. So if that doesn't give you a little hint, but um, I, I remember, and I get that a lot. I, I do get a lot of patients or even friends or family that say, well, what brought you into this? You know, you, you want to sit and say better one, better two all day long. Why? Why did, what, <laughs> did you want to do that? But I just, I, I remember it so vividly. I was in sixth grade and one of our teachers, Mrs. Vincy, she had it was in sixth grade you had to go shadow somebody and you weren't allowed to shadow your mom or dad it was i don't know why i mean if you had to you could but they really didn't want you to so my my uncle who is kelly shaheen uh he actually this is his 50th uh year of practice and his yeah. 50th anniversary just they just had it and he saw um he was at ohio state like i think uh, a weekend ago so they went there and they oh. celebrated that with his classmates Yes. So he has this little pin that says um, optometry golden grads that he got. Um, so he's real proud of it. But when I was younger in sixth grade, he was practicing. And I remember even before that, you know, through grade school and and um, all my friends would say, oh, hey, I, is your dad the eye doctor? I see your dad. I see your dad. Or is that who is that? And I said, oh, that's my uncle, you know, and I was. So it was, it was moving because I remember all of them saying how much they love, they love them. They, they, I love your dad. I love your uncle. You know, he's, and, um, had all these friends that wore glasses and I thought it was pretty neat. And he was really involved in realize, which is a, uh, initiative from the Ohio optometric association to get awareness to kids in schools about eye exams and eye safety. Mm-hmm. And, um, sixth grade came along. They asked who you wanted to shadow. And I, immediately thought of uncle Kelly. I just thought it'd be really cool to get in there and see what this is all about. And I spent the whole day here with him and he actually had an associate at the time who was more of a recent grad. It was kind of cool. You know, 
you don't think about this stuff like in sixth grade, am I going to even care about what I'm doing? But you're old enough then to start thinking. And I just thought it was so neat. Sat in the back office with him, saw what he did. It, it's, I think the thing I remember the most was that, and he kind of mentioned every single person is like a little puzzle. And I've always had sort of that knack to sort of want to fix little things here and there and try and figure things out. And since that day, I just got interested in it and it was the top of my list and I never swayed from it, you know, looked at other things, but this was always the most appealing to me. That's so cool. And so then off you go to optometry school eventually and then end up right there in your own practice, right? So uh, I, I mean, it's kind of obvious what made you choose that route, but you know, as you were looking at your options coming out of school, what kind of influenced the 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 decision to follow through and stick with the family enterprise there? You know, it's funny. He, there was not really any pressure. In fact, there was uh, sort of recommendations from my uncle and my my aunt, uh, his wife Rania Shaheen, had um, really talked to me a lot about, about it. In between, they said we encourage you. You know, you should look around other places, you know, our last year's externship. And I had some offers through externship, different practices, I even brought it up with them. But then I weighed some pros and cons. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm married to Ashley, and we have two kids now. But in 2009, um, we had a, our daughter, Denise, in August, we graduated in, in June, July ish. And, um, you know, we, we had a baby family had already started. So this wasn't like, oh, can we jump around kind of thing? And we, we got a house in Canton. My wife's a teacher and she was um, teaching online at the time. And uh, she and I both kind of discussed it a little bit. And we thought, you know what? The best move really is keeping or setting our roots here in town. And her family's here and my family's here. And I think that was important to both of us. It's funny when we we're in school, you know, everybody, oh, where are you going? Where are you going to go after you're done with school? And so people are going to Arizona and this and that. And they'd ask me, and I think, yeah, I'm going to like the Canton, Akron area back home. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, what do you go back there for? And I was like, just don't worry about it. It's <laughs> family thing. You know, it, it's great because especially with our daughter and then our, our son a few years later, there's nothing better than having both families around and extended families too. So it's fantastic. Ah, uh, that's great. So then I imagine your aunt and uncle were pretty happy when you called and said, hey, yeah, yes. back home, got some space for me there. Yeah, oh, God. it's so funny because even beforehand, he the so the practice itself, my he started in in the 70s working for Dr. Bertrand DeVito downtown Canton on Walnut Street. And then they moved out in the 90s and bought a they bought a bank and they converted it to an office. So this is an old bank and his office was actually the old vault. And that's where I sat. And I just thought that was cool too, you know, <laughs> right. um, but he actually added on to the office and added two more exam lanes and, and just anticipation, um, not just for me, but he actually, he has a son who's my first cousin named same, same namesake as him. He's KJ Shaheen. The second he graduated about four or five years after me. And, uh, he he's in the practice too. And just in the anticipation of us, us both or one or not the other coming in, he, he had the room and it was ready. The bones were there. So. That's fantastic. And one of the things that I mean, we were actually chatting this even before we started recording here is, is what a family enterprise this practice continues to be. So your, your cousin was there today yes, so. and kind of stepping into your answer. Also, 
it keeps expanding, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. And it's funny. So I, before I even came here, my dad used to work for the health department and he retired and he had worked here and I got the opportunity to work with him for a while, which was wonderful. And then, um, KJ, uncle Kelly's son graduated and started working here. Then he has a sister. So another first cousin of mine, uncle Kelly's other child, she got her MBA and her optician's license. And, um, so she's kind of running the business aspect of it. Like her mom was, who was an MBA as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's his whole family and me <laughs> and my dad was here too. So, uh, but it, it's, it's just kind of neat. That is really cool. So, you know, as you think about the time that you've spent at that practice and, and, and the experiences you've had there and the way that you're able to practice there, what do you, what to you are the biggest benefits, the primary benefits of being in a truly independent practice environment, which you are there? Yeah, we are, um, hundred percent independent. We're not, um, you know, tied or funded or equitied by anything else. Other than <laughs> us. So we have, uh, I think if, if, if you think of one word and honestly, it, it sounds cliche, but freedom, like we, we really have ultimate freedom. You could practice whatever way you want. You can specialize in sports vision. You could do general optometry. You could be a PEDS specialist. You could, um, be a geriatric specialist, focus on glaucoma mainly. You can add whatever equipment you want if the means are there. You know, there's, it's just neat because there's always little aspects of the profession that you can open up to and sort of start, whether it's dry eye treatment, more advanced dry eye treatment, therapies, OCT scans. You can get as medical as you want, as non-medical as you want. I just think the choices were the the beauty of private practice for us. And freedom is the perfect word for what yeah. you just described. So yeah, the freedom to just kind of approach your day to day and your business and you've your entire career, really um, no. the way that appeals I, from your point of view, are there any drawbacks really to the, to the private practice environment? If somebody's trying to weigh their options, is there anything they need to be aware of that? Ah, uh, if this isn't for you, then maybe this isn't for you kind of deal. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't, I don't know that it's a super negative, but one thing that we sort of like, and I think optometry schools are better at this now is the business aspect of it. The, you, it's really a small business if you think about it. So uh, having some training or some background in that, like we did, I did my undergrad in the business college at Ohio State, Fisher College of Business. So undergrad, I had some good business courses and in optometry school, they implemented at least in, in, at Ohio State, they had some um, business practice courses as well, which helped. But I think that is uh, sort of a heavy part of the of the business that you don't really, you know, you're worried about getting them refracted right, checking out for diseases. You you are an optometrist through and through when you're ready to go, and you're confident in that. And then you really do have the duality of needing that business acumen side of it you know I, again i was fortunate it was sort of a turnkey thing for me to come into um but it doesn't mean you can't, you have to learn that stuff as well along the way so yeah you know it's funny you made me think of when i i was in a practice private practice private private practice environment when i first graduated too and it was one where it was kind of like a satellite office um you know of the main practice one they had just acquired and uh, the 
it's as simple as it seems now in hindsight, the thing that really flummoxed me was I had to come up with a schedule for the employees. Like scheduling employees was something that in my wildest dreams, I had never considered a part of my day to day. Now I'm trying to figure out, do I have coverage? Do I know where people are? Lunches. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's just what it's funny the little things that you suddenly go, oh, this is part of this too. And business, of course, is huge. Um, And you're right. I think they probably do. Well, I'm sure, I'm certain that they do a better job, you know, of kind of introducing business concepts now than maybe they did once upon a time in optometry school. But I agree. I mean, you graduate all ready to with all you know all this great about post <laughs> yes. your seg and this and that and <laughs> and all of a sudden you're coming up with you know schedules and people are mad because they need a day off and you didn't give it and I know they, heaven forbid they call off. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And I think the people management part was the part that I was just like, yeah. even when I considered business, I didn't think about that day to day management role. Um, you rely on so each yeah. other. Yeah. So there's a learning curve. So I guess if there's anything that our listeners want to take home from this, if you're looking at private practice and thinking about it as an option, take a business class or two. You won't regret it. Um, you will not. Sure. And and it can only it can only help. And of course, now we also have so much more online stuff, right? That you can consult and be like, okay, what are other people doing? And yes, communities it's, and it's so true. It's at our at our fingertips. It truly is. So it helps. Then again, people management is probably a whole other thing in your practice with so much family all working together. I bet that has its own unique set of challenges. We, we do. We get that a lot. We get that question a lot, actually. It, so, um, you know, between the doctors, between us, we rarely see each other throughout the day. You know, we might be in the same room for five minutes total throughout the day sometimes. Um, and it's funny because I guess one other thing, and not maybe just in private practice, but in our office, at least anytime we have like get togethers together, like for Christmas, we'll have a Christmas meeting or Cinco de Mayo. We always close early and go out. And But fun. you really do become a work family. I, you, you're with the people at work almost longer than you are with your own family. Sometimes, I mean, you, you're at work from eight to six thirty sometimes. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the day it's done. You know, so you're around them a lot. And you get you get to know them a lot. Um, so if if relationships at work are sort of like antagonistic instead of mutualistic, you'll have some some headbutting naturally. But it's just that's just life, you know. So, but you make it work. You you realize you're together a lot, and and people's here and people there. You you do have people that you got to manage, like you had mentioned. That it is a little different when it's family. Because it's not like you could just leave that at work and then go home. Yeah. Um, but it's knock on wood, it's 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 been successful so far. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. No, you you all have a thriving practice up there. I think a a case study in doing independent practice well, which I think is just awesome. Way so <laughs> Well, if you were going to give some advice. To, to somebody that's really kind of still weighing their options or, you know, maybe they're in one practice environment going, mm, is this, should I have gone the other route? Should I be looking up? What would be your advice for somebody that's really thinking, okay, I'm looking at my options. What's the thing that I should be considering in terms of moving towards private practice? Like if you wanted to talk me into joining a private practice today, what, what advice would you give me? 
uh, honestly, uh, other than freedom, which and, and, and I mean, <laughs> that's, that, a good, that's a yeah, pretty compelling yeah, argument yeah, right there. Not like our, our, our country was founded on that or anything, but in, <laughs> in general, um, you, you do get to, you're not, there's no pressure. There's no pressure externally from a corporation or other than your own. Obviously, this is your own corporation. You, you need it to succeed, but you don't have to meet a quota or a number there you you are setting these goals you are setting these tallies that you want at, at your convenience and at your leisure so if you want to extend and branch out into a certain mode of practice and make that hit a certain success point you can if you want to you know cut back a little bit because let's say lifestyle wise it, i guess another big point would be you could do what you want depending on your individual lifestyle as well if you're more of a homebody, you want to be home more, you can cut back hours and you you can look into bringing in an associate. We had an associate for the past two and a half years, too, who moved back to Colorado Springs, where he's originally from. But it's nice because you have that freedom to be able to do that. You don't have to go to a board of directors and ask for an OK to buy this equipment or to bring on this associate. You can call the shots. You can you can paint your canvas as you want. So it's it's kind of a work in progress and it's a reflection of you. So it's a lot of, um, I think it, it, it's rewarding in the fact that you can sort of put the pieces of your own puzzle together and, and, and make it your way. Yeah, and there's that kind of element of personal pride in it too, right? Like, yeah, yes, I did that. I made that, you know? <laughs> well, I, I really, I look at my uncle and he, he in the seventies didn't think, Oh yeah, I'm going to be on Hills and Dales road. And my uncle, my cousin or my nephew and my son's going to be in with me. And you know, right. it, it's, it's kind of neat to see that you can leave a, a, a piece of your hard work to, to somebody. And then also like in town, you know, Canton's not that huge of a city, but it's not that small either. You get to be involved. Like right now our kids had, uh, my wife does everything with the PTO. I think she works more for the school, not at her job than she does for actually her job. She PTO and this and that. So she's always involved with the kids' schools. And then like, you can donate to the walkathon or you can, you know, some, donate glasses to the, like we have a, our, there's a hospital here named Altman Hospital and they have an angel auction, a charity event each year. We give glasses to that or, you know, different charitable events you can, give a frame to, you can donate eye exams to, you can, you can do it. You don't have to ask for permission. You can just be right. involved in the community in a ground level. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that I was mentioning before that realize program that we have, we go to schools throughout each month and we'll present to children, including my own kids, which was one of the highlights of my career because my kids were so excited to do it with me. And Aww. they'll say, oh, where's your dad work? And this, and we say, here, there's a little piece of paper we give him with our name. And it just brings awareness to the place that you live and, and you're contributing to that community. So, and you know, that just kind of, I mean, that kind of comes full circle with your original story. I bet your kids are now getting, I saw your dad. And <laughs> yes, that awesome. it, is, it is. Dad, we can't go anywhere without them knowing you or this. And they, <laughs> you check her eyes too, don't you? <laughs> I love it. That's so fantastic. And yeah, that's one of the things I often hear. And I think probably hear more of from private practitioners than in any other setting, hospital based, um, you name it. 
um, is that sense of community because we do tend to be very involved as private practitioners, I think, um, in the community. I can remember all the the pictures of the baseball teams that we that we sponsored all hanging on the wall and you know, all those things just feeling like a part of the community can be such a big, such a big deal. And I just want to, I mean, one of the things you called out there, and I think it bears repeating is that work-life balance, which we hear so much about now. And just like you said, you can decide if it's, you know, do I need more? Do I need less? Do I need more time to myself? Do I want to get help um, so that I can spend more time at home? Work-life balance is such a big deal and is such a focus for so many people and the flexibility to make that look like whatever you want it to look like, I think, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head on another major advantage. So were you talking me into it, Mike? I'm sold. Hey, come on in. <laughs> Listen, we got room. We got that extra edition. Remember I told no. <laughs> That's right. I want the vault for my office. <laughs> <laughs> it's still set up. <laughs> oh, that would be such a neat office. I love it. Jen's vault. It'll be this perfect. Yeah. I'll make the sign tomorrow. It'll be all right. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining and giving us this perspective on what your day to day and career path has looked like in independent private practice. I think this is such a meaningful way to kick off a series like this. Um, so I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us for this conversation here, Mike. Oh, my! thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for bringing a platform to us to be able to sort of talk to and and, and it's at our fingerprints like or, or our fingertips, like you'd mentioned before. It's just nice to be able to do something like this. Absolutely. And it, for those of you listening, if you are in a private practice environment and trying to decide what the next step is for you, check out our last episode, um, which was with Dr. Matthew Green and Dr. Brienne Forlitti on long-term planning in practice and goal setting for practice, which is something that you heard Mike touch on here again today. Such an important element um, of what we do in eye care. Um, so by all means, check that out. If you do not already subscribe to the ECP Viewpoints blog, please head over to ecpviewpoints.com and take a look. We have content coming in and I believe we're up to 12 different categories now across the eye care industry with monthly updates in nearly all of those categories. So if you don't already subscribe, please do. Otherwise, stay tuned and we look forward to talking to you on our next episode of this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you.